And welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. I hope you're all keeping well. And before I get into this week's episode, I just would like to take a minute to ask you all to consider uh, supporting my podcast, okay, through my Patreon channel. So you'll find me on patreon.com and the channel is called Life After Life with Sandy Byrne. And for a very small donation per month, and I mean it's really tiny, okay, you can enjoy each episode in video format. And you can also join in our monthly live reading sessions, which we do on the last Sunday of every month. Okay, so it's great value and you'll also have access to our members only Discord channel where you can ask me anything. I'm in there every day. Okay, so let's get on with this week's episode. Now, as it's October, okay, in fact, when this episode goes live, it will actually be the 26th of October, 2022. Okay, so therefore, we're just a few days away from Halloween. And I wanted to talk to you about the history of and the spiritual aspect of Halloween, okay? And uh, if you have time, stay with me to the end. So we're going to be discussing about um, whether or not spirits are actually closer to us on Halloween than at any other time of the year. Okay, but first, to understand Halloween, we have to understand the meaning of the Halloween festival and where the traditions of the festival have come from. Okay, so the word Samhain itself, it's an ancient Celtic word. And, you know, for those of you who maybe aren't Irish or listening from abroad, you may not know that Halloween festival is actually an Irish festival. Um, it comes from an ancient pagan Celtic festival. So the Celts would be Welsh and Scottish too, okay? So um, the word Samhain, as I say, it's an ancient Celtic word, okay? And in Irish, we still use it. Samhain is um, what we call November in Irish, okay? So... Um, in history, Samhain means the summer's end, okay? So it was effectively the beginning of the six darker months of the year, okay? And those of us that live here in Ireland, we understand this, okay? Because it literally seems to rain for most of the seven or eight months after October, okay? Yeah, so really um, wet and cold here at times. But um, Samhain begins on November the 1st, okay? Um, but in Irish tradition, uh, festivals always started on the sunset of the evening before, okay? So effectively on the sunset of October the 31st was the beginning of Samhain, okay? But um, we would call um, Halloween Iha Hauna, which means the eve of Samhain, okay? So that's why Halloween is uh, the evening before Samhain which actually starts on the 1st of November okay so as I say it started on the evening before the date of Samhain which is obviously the first okay during the 8th century the Catholic Church or if you want to say it more specifically Pope Gregory III he designated November the 1st as All Saints Day to honour saints that didn't have a specific feast day assigned to them Okay, so um, when Ireland converted to Christianity, the traditions of the old pagan festival of Samhain 
got mixed in with the new celebration of saints on November the 1st. Okay, so hallow itself, that word hallow, it means saintly or holy. So November the 1st became the Feast of All Hallows, with October the 31st becoming Hallow's Eve and eventually Halloween, okay, um, or Ihahauna, as we say in Irish. So Samhain itself was an ancient pagan festival, which coincided with the end of the harvest, okay? And in ancient times, men's and, men's and boys, men and boys would spend the summer months in the hills with the grazing animals, while the women, the girls and the old folk would stay at home in the villages. So it was around the time of the harvest that the men would return home and the villagers would light bonfires to welcome them home. Now, there was also another tradition in ancient Ireland, which was the Festival of the Fires, okay, where people used to light fires outside of villages to ward off the evil spirits that were said to roam the earth on that particular date, okay? So they would light bonfires kind of, you know, all around the village. And they would put things into bonfires, you know, to make them sparkle or to make little explosions and stuff. Hence where we now use fireworks, okay? Now in the UK, they have a different date. They have um, November the 5th, which is the anniversary of the gunpowder plot where um, they tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament in the UK. So they have a separate firework or bonfire night on the 5th of November. So that's a different celebration. But I'm specifically talking about the Halloween uh, celebration. Okay, so we had the harvest when the men would return home to the village and the bonfires would be lit. And then we also had the festival of the fires. Okay, now originally um, the festival of the fires would have been held earlier in the year. But the two festivals were merged. Okay, now it's really unsure exactly when this happened, but it's thought to be around the sixth century when Pope Boniface the fourth he moved the feast day of martyrs, which I think was the thirteenth of May. It was May sometime anyway, and he moved that to November to merge it with All Saints Day. Okay. So, um, in keeping with the old traditions of the festival, okay, the belief that the barriers between the spirit world and the physical world would break down, that was still carried on. And of course, amplified with the fact that you had All Saints Day on November the 1st and All Souls Day on November the 2nd, okay? And people believed that this would allow more interaction between humans and ghosts and ghouls and spirits and loved ones, everything visiting from the other world, okay? So it's from these old festivals that our Halloween traditions of today come from, okay? So firstly, the bonfires, which we've already discussed, okay? The men returning home and then the festival of fire. And then um, we have the tradition of the the pumpkins, okay? So the tradition of lighting the fire or the candle in the pumpkin, it comes from the old tale of Jack O'Lantern, okay? And um, so the old legend goes that there was an old man people called Stingy Jack, okay? If you're not familiar with the term stingy, stingy is what we call someone who's mean with money, okay? I don't know, is that just an Irish term or not? You can let me know if you haven't heard of it before. 
So Jack was supposed to have invited the devil to have a drink with him, okay? But being stingy, Jack didn't want to pay for his drink. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. And once the devil turned himself into a coin, Jack put the coin in his pocket with a silver cross that he had, okay? And the fact that the coin was kept with the silver cross, this prevented the devil from changing back into his original form, okay? Because I suppose that the cross was like kryptonite to the devil, okay? So eventually Jack freed the devil, but only under the condition that the devil wouldn't bother him for another year, okay? And that if anything happened that Jack would die, that the devil would not claim his soul. Okay, so the devil agreed. But the following year, Jack tricked the devil again. He managed to somehow to convince him to climb up a tree to pick some fruit. And while the devil was up the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the bark of the tree. And therefore the devil couldn't come down because he couldn't pass the sign of the cross. Okay, so eventually once the devil promised that he wouldn't bother Jack for at least another 10 years, Jack took away the carving out of the back and the devil was able to come down. Okay. Now, unfortunately, not long after this happened, Jack died. Okay. And the legend goes that God would not allow such an unsavory character as Jack entry into heaven. But equally, after being tricked so cruelly by Jack, the devil would not allow Jack into hell. Instead, the devil sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and he's been roaming the earth with this bright turnip, I suppose, ever since. Okay, so we refer to the ghostly figure of um, Jack of the Lantern, which has become Jack O'Lantern over the years. Okay, so in Ireland, people began to make their own versions of Jack's Lantern by carving scary figures or scary faces into turnips and placing them into windows or near doors. And this was supposed to frighten away Stingy Jack and any other evil spirits that would be wandering the earth on Halloween. Okay, so this was one of the traditions that was bought, brought from Ireland to the United States during the mass immigration when we had the potato famine in the mid 19th century. Okay, however, carving, carving turnips soon changed to carving pumpkins in the States because we didn't have pumpkins here in Ireland. Um, we always used to carve turnips. And even when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, we never carved pumpkins. We didn't have pumpkins here. So that's really something that kind of came in, you know, in later years. But this is where the tradition of pumpkin carving came from. Okay, and as far as I know, and you can let me know if I'm wrong, um, as far as I know, this is the only part of the Halloween tradition that we have imported to Ireland from the States. Okay, so, I mean, really Halloween, it's kind of a... Um, a mishmash of several different festivals and then different customs, you know, um, from different lands because we've got the pumpkins from the States as well. And you know, there's a spiritual aspect of Halloween, you know, which probably comes from the Native Americans as well. So there's a lot in Halloween really. And then we've got trick-or-treating, okay? Again, the trick-or-treating started with the pagan festival, 
okay people used to leave whatever they could spare okay it was usually you know fruits and nuts they used to leave it outside of their houses or sometimes um you know at the entrance to the villages okay they used to leave this out as an offering to ghosts and spirits so that they would take these offerings um, and not bother the people. You know, they'd hope that they'd just take what they could get and then pass by and leave the people unbothered, okay? And in later years, when the Christian festivals merged with the old pagan festivals, okay? Um, and this included All Souls Day uh, on November the 2nd. Um, and I believe, I don't know much about it, I have to admit, but I believe that in Mexico, it's known as the Day or the Festival of the Dead, okay? And in Ireland, this has developed into a custom of poor people knocking on the doors of the more well-off people and offering to pray for their deceased loved ones in return for payment or food, okay? And people would bake pastries specifically to hand out to people that would offer to pray for their loved ones for All Souls Day, okay? And they used to bake pastries and cakes and they used to hand them out. And these were called soul cakes, okay? And I think that there's some places that still around Halloween, you know, you might find in some bakeries or supermarkets or whatever, you can still find soul cakes for sale, okay? But this process of offering to, pay, to pray for somebody's loved ones, it became known as souling, okay? And that eventually developed into the trick-or-treating um, that we know today. Okay, so as I say, the Harvest Festival of Samhain, the Fire Festival, All Saints, All Souls, they've all merged together. Okay, and this is how, this is the Halloween, I suppose, that we know today. Now, th the tradition of dressing up on Halloween, that came about because during the time of the pagan festival, it was believed that souls crossing over on Samhain would take you to the underworld or that the fairies would steal your children. So people began disguising their children and themselves as spooky creatures or even animals. They'd you know, disguise themselves with the, the skins of dead animals. Um, they dress up as monsters and they hoped that they would be mistaken for you know, ghouls, creatures, animals. And, and therefore the spirits would pass them by thinking that they were other spirits or monsters or whatever. And they wouldn't kidnap them or you know, take them over to the spirit world before it was their time to die. Okay, there was also a tradition of storytelling involved with Halloween. Okay, again, it dates back to the ancient festivals because um, although people believed that bad or mischievous spirits would visit on the festival, there was also they also had this belief that the veil between the two worlds was, was at its weakest and therefore that their loved ones who had passed before them that they'd also visit them on this date, okay? So during the evening, they would sit down and they'd talk to their deceased relatives and they'd fill them in on the news, everything that had taken place over the past year. And they'd also talk of old tales of, you know, the old legends and tales of battles and, you know, battles of wits, as well as literal battles, you know, of Irish legends like Fionn McCool and Cúchulainn and stuff. Okay, and while this storytelling was going on, the children would also entertain the guests by playing or dancing, okay? And I could go on and talk for hours about all the little customs and traditions of the season, okay? Um, one other thing actually that just crosses my mind while I'm talking is the, the tradition of leaving the front door open um, on Halloween or if you're in the States, probably the porch door, okay? And this as well, 
I mean, I don't know, is this thought of everywhere? But there is a belief that, you know, when someone passes that you must open the window to let the soul out of the room. Okay, or out of the house or whatever. And this was um also part of the Halloween celebration. You know, that you would allow your loved ones to pass in and out freely and therefore you'd leave the doors open. But the front door being open now, okay, is really kind of uh, welcoming, you know, the little children in for trick-or-treats and stuff. But that's where it came from. It was to allow the souls to pass in and out freely, okay? But I do want to talk about some of the spiritual significance of the Halloween celebration, okay? Um, Because, you know, as well as everything, you know, the dressing up, the trick-or-treating, the pumpkins, everything like that, Halloween is a it's a time for us to release and let go of negative and lower energies that hold us back okay we're supposed to celebrate on Halloween and we're supposed to prepare for the new energy that will take the place of the old energy the negative energy the lower energy you know let all that go allow some space for new positive higher energy to come in okay and it's important that you know this because you know at halloween we go to parties and we drink alcohol okay we watch scary movies or we go to haunted houses or somewhere where you know um there's fear okay and we generate fear because to be scared on halloween it's part of the whole halloween thing no i'm not a killjoy okay by all means go and have fun i'm not against you drinking alcohol okay but like anything alcohol can lower your energy okay and especially anything that you do in excess okay it affects your health so don't do anything to excess okay um so if you want to let go of negativity okay you want to experience the spiritual effects of halloween then you need to take some time to cleanse your energy okay now there's lots of ways to do this and you could probably tell me more than i can tell you i'm not an expert by any means okay i know one of the ways um that people clear their energies is by taking a salt bath okay you can do a cleansing meditation okay and you know you can meditate to keep your energy clear and you can also protect your energy now i know and i I totally get it a great way to cleanse your energy and one of the best ways is to swim in the salt water of the sea or the ocean okay now i live in ireland and i will not be swimming in the ocean on october the 31st i'm just shivering thinking about it okay but it is supposed to be one of the best ways to clear your energy so i just might have to go to somewhere you know nice and warm australia california somewhere that i can actually swim in the ocean um on halloween but if you do live somewhere really warm then please do take a dip in the ocean safely okay now if we look around at the world around us we're shown this we're shown this clear out of energy and we're shown you know what we're supposed to do just by looking at leaves on the trees every single year and if you look out your window while you're listening to this you will see the leaves falling off the trees okay they're cleansing themselves they're preparing for a new beginning in the spring and this is what we are supposed to do as well okay use halloween as a time to make peace with the fact that you are letting go of some aspects of your life while at the same time you're celebrating 
that there is new and better times and energies to come. Okay, there's better things ahead. Now, as I said earlier, the crossing into November, it was seen as a crossing into the six darker months of the year. Okay, now calling it a dark season might sound a little scary. Okay, but really it's not. Um, it's actually a very important and a very significant time for us as, you know, energy beings. Because in the darkness, we slow down. We rest, we reflect and we remember. We contemplate on the lessons of the past year and we plan and we prepare for what we hope will come to us when the spring comes round again. So any thoughts or dreams or aspirations that you have for the coming year, prepare yourself for this, okay, over the darker months. Now, I will encourage you to dress up and have fun, okay, in keeping with the traditional customs of Halloween and in the light of having fun as well, okay, we have to have fun as well. But I'd also ask you this Halloween season, okay, use this time to explore yourself, okay, explore other characteristics, other abilities, other identities, or other aspects of your character that you normally keep hidden, okay? And you can do this by wearing new colors or you know new styles of clothes that you don't normally wear, okay? Like I wear black, <laughs> you know, anybody that's been following me for a while, if you see me on video, I wear a lot of black and I've really been trying to not wear so much black recently, okay? I'm trying out new aspects of me, you know, and I find that the, the different colors bring out different aspects of my character as well. So it's always good to try something new, okay? Now, you can also celebrate over the Halloween season, okay, by cooking a meal, you know, with whatever's in season at the time, okay? Or even by trying some food that you haven't tried before. Now, and use the traditions of the season to welcome your deceased loved ones by laying an extra place at the table, okay? By talking to them, you know, whether you're having a cup of tea or coffee, whether you're having a meal, you know, lay out something for them, whether you put a cup out for them, you know, um, for their coffee or tea, or if you're having a meal, put out a plate and some cutlery for them, you know, and talk to them about everything that's happened to you over the past year and tell them, your hopes and dreams for the coming year, okay? Now, the one big thing that we do need to talk about though is the old belief that spirits are nearer to us on Halloween than they are at any other time of the year, okay? Now, most of you already know that I'm also a numerologist, okay? So firstly, I always look at the numbers, okay? So Samhain, um, is the first day of November, which is the 11th month. So you have one 11, three ones, okay? If you look at these three ones as three pillars, with the ones at either side, the front and the end, you know, being one being the living world and one being the afterlife, and the one in the middle signifies the veil between the two worlds, the veil or the division or the wall between the two worlds, okay? And this is why November the 1st is considered a time when the divide between life and death is at its weakest, as the one forms just a very thin veil between the two worlds, okay? And this is why we have a belief that the two worlds merge together 
or that spirits are allowed to roam the earth and interact with us more on Halloween than at any other time of the year, okay? Now, this is in itself isn't true, okay? It's not. I'm not saying that you can't interact with your loved ones at Halloween. Absolutely, you can, okay? However, the belief that they are only around and only able to hear you or see you at Halloween isn't necessarily true. Okay, we've talked about it before. Communication with spirit is all about energy, okay? And meditation, okay, meditation is talked about a lot in spirit circles, but we meditate to raise our energy to the same frequency or to the same vibration as spirit, okay? Therefore, we're all in agreement that we need to raise or to adjust our energy in order to interact with spirit, okay? But holding a belief that you can only do it at Halloween, it's a way of raising your energy, okay? Because if you believe that this is going to happen only on Halloween or only on their birthday or their anniversary or only at Christmas, okay? If you have a belief that you can only communicate with your loved ones on these specific dates, then in advance of those dates, you prepare, you mentally prepare yourself for the fact that they're going to be around. You know, you make a list of what you want to say to them. You imagine what it would be like to have them there with you. You might be someone like me who sets a place for them at the table or whatever you do, okay? All of this preparation, it's raising your expectations and therefore raising your energy. So in a way, it's like a meditation, okay? And because you believe it, then you're more likely to experience it. Okay, it's like anything. If I said to someone that I'm putting a curse on them and that they're gonna fall down the stairs, okay, then they would believe that there's a curse on them and they'd believe it so much that they would actually manifest a fall for themselves. Okay, you can manifest anything, good or bad for yourself. And if I tell you something, and I, you know, I always say this, I don't know if any of you have seen the movie. There's a movie called, um, I think it's called This Is My Father. It's not called in the name of the father. I think it's called This Is My Father. It stars James Caan, you know, the guy from The Godfather. And um, Aidan Quinn, I think is the guy's name. Um, two American actors, but um, Aidan Quinn plays an Irishman in it. Anyway, the, the film is really good. I, it's, I actually love that movie. But um, the, in the movie, um, which is mostly set in Ireland, and um, it's James Caan comes back to Ireland to find out who his real father was, uh, or James Caan's character, I should say. And in it, there is a gypsy woman, okay? And she puts on people what she calls a cut and come again curse. So basically, as she says herself in the film, she doesn't have the ability to curse anybody. But once she tells somebody that they're going to harm themselves in some way or that they're going to come to some kind of harm, then um, they always do. You know, I think there's a scene in the movie, and I haven't seen it in quite a while, but I think she says to a woman that she's going to, you know, trip over something. And, you know, immediately afterwards, she actually does trip over this thing because she's so busy looking at the gypsy woman. Okay, so... My point is that, you know, when somebody puts something inside your head, you have a tendency to manifest that, okay? And therefore, it does come true for you, okay? But why would your loved ones be any closer to you on October the, the 31st 
than they are on, say, I don't know, April the 1st. Okay, it simply isn't true. It's not. Your loved ones can visit and spend time with you whenever they want to. It's your love for them that's the connection between you, not the date on the calendar. Okay. Now, when I was at school, okay, I went to a convent school with nuns. And we were always told that when you want to pray to God, you don't need to be in a church. It doesn't need to be a Sunday or any particular time of the day. Okay, it doesn't have to be at the Angelus time or whatever. It can be any time. And we were told that sincerity was the dining code and love was the number. And as long as you have those two things, that you can connect with God at any time of the day or the night. Okay, now, if that's good enough for a connection to God, uh, whether you believe in a God or not, okay, but if it's good enough for a connection to a creator or whomever you believe in, then why would it not be good enough for your own loved ones? Okay, the love you have for them is your everlasting connection to them. And when you put out a thought that you are missing them and that you need them, it's like throwing a stone into a pond. You know, it sends out all these little vibrations into the universe that your loved one immediately picks up on and they come to you quicker than you can blink your eye. Okay. Now it's true, they have other things to do to, to do and to attend to in the spirit world, but nothing is more important to them than you. Okay. The love works both ways, guys. Okay. So if my point is that if you believe that they are there for you at any time, then that in itself tears down the veil between this life and the next for you. Okay. It opens a channel of communication that you can hold on to and use always. Okay. So please don't ever think that communicating with them or feeling their presence or receiving signs from them is something that beyond that is beyond you. Okay. It's not. And in fact, you are more likely to get signs from your loved ones than I am. As a medium, I'm just a translator. So if they can communicate with me at any time of the year, why would they not be able to communicate with you? Okay, because your love is open to them at any time and your love is the connection. I hope that makes sense to you guys and I hope that you've enjoyed this chat and I hope that you can resonate with something, okay? Um, in one way, you know, everything we talk about in, um, to do with Halloween, it's interesting, okay? Halloween allows us to prepare ourselves for the changes we want in our lives, okay? We can use it to leave the past behind, but most importantly, we can use it to reconnect with our loved ones and to tell them that we will be including them in everything going forward, okay? So it's a real time of change, of moving forward, Okay, so use this, what, you know, I've referred to maybe as the dark months. It depends, I suppose, on where, where you live. Um, in Ireland, it definitely is, you know, coming in to the winter months. It's, you know, the dark evenings. It's the cold weather, you know. Um, so we would consider it, you know, the dark times. Um, but it's a time, I suppose, where you incubate, if you like. Let's use that word, incubate. And we go through a metamorphosis, so almost like a butterfly. Let's think of ourselves as butterflies over the coming months. So when we re-emerge, you know, in the springtime, we will be better, we'll be cleansed, we'll be re-energized, and we'll be fighting fit and ready to move forward again. 
but we'll also have a much better, a much more open and a much more regular connection with our loved ones in the spirit world. Okay. So finally, if you don't mind, can I just remind you um, that if you're enjoying the podcast, please support it or consider at least supporting it on my Patreon channel. Again, it's it's on patreon.com and it's called Life After Life with Sandy Byrne. You will find the link in the description box attached to this podcast. Okay, so until the next time, folks. Okay, again, for those of you who are on my Patreon, please, if you're looking for me to cover any topic or answer any question on the podcast, please pop it in there and I definitely will add it to my list of things that I'm going to cover over the coming months. Okay, so guys, enjoy Halloween and take care and stay safe. And I will see you in the next episode of Life After Life. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world.